whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. everyone and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. What's happening, Scott? How's the holidays wrapped up, huh? Yeah, for the first time in like a month, <laughs> we actually know what we're drinking tonight. That is uh, that is true. It is uh, it's we, planned out, which has not been the case for, for quite for some time For almost a now. month. We, we spent so much time down here in the speakeasy that uh, our, our spouses actually became concerned that we were having illicit affairs. And I said, no, no, it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just in a relationship with another man. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely burnt, burned all my, like, get out of jail free cards and, and oh, yeah. <laughs> free passes and all that stuff. So I think the only thing she let me do besides the advent calendar was uh, go see Rise of the Resistance. And that was a, a stretch. Oh, that was such so, a good movie. It was great. It was. Great. It was. Uh, but look, tonight we are drinking some of the rye rye whiskeys we've talked about over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Rittenhouse Rye and Willet Family Reserve Straight Rye Whiskey. Uh, both of these are straight ryes. Uh, the, both of these are, are pretty readily available. I think the Willet is a little harder to come by every now and then. I think it may come out periodically. Um, I've only... I mean, I've seen it on the shelf a couple times, but it's not something I see in mass amounts and year-round, for sure. Yeah, rye whiskey... uh, First of all, Brent, let's talk a little bit about what rye whiskey is. Uh, Now, American rye... And really, rye whiskey's kind of only made in America. It's just something we do. I know the Canadians often use rye as their main grain, but American rye whiskey is at least distilled from a 51% rye grain. Now, um, rye is literally just a grass. It's it's a grassy grain. It's, it's kind of what, you, what people think of what wheat look, looks like. It's that long, thin stalk with the kind of uh, wispy grass on top. That's, that's rye. It's uh, it, it's used to make uh, it's used to make bread. It's used to make uh, vodka. Um, can be eaten whole, you know, oated. It's a cereal that it's uh, pretty pretty dang useful. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. Um, I guess stories about rye probably date back um, just as early, if not earlier, than bourbon. I mean, this is a. a like a harvested American grain that I'm sure dates back to the revolution if I had to, yeah. had to guess. This is well, principal, gr- and, principal grain grown in America. And rye was, uh, rye, you know, bourbon is, is synonymous with Kentucky. Rye was kind of synonymous with uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland, kind of the, uh, I, don't, I don't call it New England, but kind of the New England-ish area, which is where rye started from. And actually, that's what gives Rittenhouse its name. Rittenhouse is obviously named for Rittenhouse Square in, in uh, Philadelphia. But it's a Monongahela-style rye, which is a county in Pennsylvania just near Pittsburgh. So uh, it, it's kind of a uh, kind of a traditional American-style uh, rye whiskey. Right. And then one thing, Scott, I mean, people always hear rye grass. This is not the same. No. Not the same thing as the rye grass in your backyard. Right. <laughs> Right. So, uh, so these are both distilled from at least fifty-one percent. Uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to do the Rittenhouse first and make our way up, since they're a little bit significant difference of proof? Uh, yeah, probably the Willet probably going to wreck the palate. So maybe maybe the Rittenhouse right. may be a, a better starter. Although it's buff as well. It is pretty buff. Now, Rittenhouse is a very, very common bottle you're going to find on almost every shelf, everywhere you go. 
it's roughly going to run you 25 to 30 bucks for a bottle. This is actually, if you go back to our classic cocktail, this is very early on in season one. Uh, I made my classic old-fashioned with the Rittenhouse rye. It's just a go-to cocktail mixing rye whiskey because it's got a nice, well, we'll talk about the flavors later, but it's got a nice body to it. Uh, again, something we've already talked about, being bottled in bond. This is a uh, 100 proof bottled in bond, so it's under government supervision for at least four years. It, uh, it, it's it got to be at least 51% rye whiskey, and I think we have the mash bill on this one at 51% rye, 37 corn, and 12 malted barley. So just three-noter. So who is this produced and distributed by? Is this the... Heaven Hill. Okay, Heaven Hill. Yep. Made by Heaven Hill, Louisville, Kentucky. Now, they use a traditional classic Pennsylvania um, mash bill, or a, a style, but it's actually a lower mash bill, whereas Pennsylvania rye is usually in the 80 to 100% rye grain mash bill. So this is a little lower and more like a Kentucky rye, hmm. but using the Pennsylvania style. All right. First time having this. I have not had this. I've had to my, it neat. to my I've knowledge really, ever before. Yeah, I've I've had it neat. I've just never really written anything down about it because it's not something I drink neat very often. This is kind of. I mean, this is not a bottom shelf ride, but no, no. I mean, nowhere is this as highly sought after as the. I mean, even the, the Willets or even our Sazerac or uh, Midwinter's Dram or any other. Yeah, it, it's not it, it's not going to uh, blow anyone away as far as like quality, but it's a. I would say it's a good, decent quality. Something that you're not gonna just you know it's not swill, but it's not something you right. need to buy two bottles of and make sure you always save one for future, <laughs> future days. Yeah. So, um, I mean, color's pretty, pretty solid. It's got a kind of deep, deep color. It doesn't really have an age statement on on this. I don't know if they report what the age no. statement is, but no, they don't have an age statement on the bottle. But we do know it has to be at least four years. So, uh, you know, good for that. Color, I don't know. Call it light copper. Yeah, probably light copper is good. It's pretty. I mean, pretty dark for. You know, something without an age statement. You know, so it's probably in that sweet spot where they're not not ready to brag about it. But like I said, it's over four years old. Now, it's new charred American oak. So it's first, you know, it's first fill bottle or first fill barreling. Um, on the nose, it's nice and it's actually, you know, surprisingly fruity. It is for rye whiskey on the nose. I mean, you definitely get the rye grains. It's immediately noticeable. I feel like it's just it's not it's not very spicy at all. No. Honestly, the the nose kind of smells like fruited oatmeal, like breakfast oatmeal. A little bit of brown sugar. You know, from that that pretty high corn. I mean, it's thirty seven percent corn on the mash bill. Yeah, I mean, I I get a little bit of kind of malted grain in there, but and I do. I mean, I feel I, there's definitely just it's definitely strong grain. I mean, I do. It's kind of fruity, but there's definitely a strong grain across the board to me. Yeah, you definitely smell the, the uh, malted grain. Um, you definitely smell the rye spice to it. It's it's definitely got a, a hint of spice, not overly spicy like something like um, I'm trying to think of some of the spicier ryes that I've had. Bullet rye, it's pretty. It's got a pretty hefty spice to it. Um, the Knob Creek uh, ryes are pretty heavily spiced. Hmm. I'm interested in tasting this one. This doesn't doesn't scream at me and honestly not that much ethanol either so pretty tame yeah yeah that's the other thing for 50% uh, on the bottle and bond it's not overly pungent 
All right. Definitely some good fruit notes. All right, okay. dig in. Definitely like a ripe fruit in the, mm-hmm. t- in the taste. Okay, there's the spice. Yeah. On the palate. It's definitely still fruity. Definitely ripe fruits, not like stewed fruits. Um, the bold rye spices definitely show up on the palate. White pepper. Um... And then there's a definite oh, oak note to it. Definitely got to get got to get your palate used to this one. Yeah. Um, it's pretty. It's pretty tasty, actually. It's kind of like this very good mouthfeel. It's it's maybe a little. I, I want to say oily, but it's kind of just down the middle it's not too dry it's not too oily yeah. it's not too oily it's kind of just right down the middle like I, I it, every taste kind of goes both both ways it's not overly heavy but it's definitely not light crisp and gone away in seconds it, it stays with you i mean it's got a it's got a pretty good finish on this one it's you know it's got the nice um, leathery charred oak barrel notes with that white pepper or, you know, light, tiny, tiny bits of pepper with the classic rye spices. The one thing that I don't notice on this at all is the menthol, eucalyptus, mint flavors that traditionally come with with 51% rye or more. No. I don't get any of that. And honestly, I don't have, I don't have a ton of deal, dill or anything like that. Yeah, no, um, very little dill or very, see, I guess there's a little bit of that rye spice, but not a ton. I get this kind of thick chocolate, chocolateiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a cocoa dust. Like, you know when you're making hot chocolate from the powder? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, like, pour almost it in the like, glass. Almost like kind of, Nesquik. Yeah. It it's like almost, when it, when you pour that stuff in the glass and like the dust comes up and you kind of taste that on your palate. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you, or if you have those last couple sips that it's just heavy, heavy in the glass almost, where it's almost stuff, kind of yeah. Yeah, thicky, thick but chalky, thicky. It's a new word, thicky. Thicky. Um, but it pudding. is oak. oak. I'm actually I got I got underserved, so I'm gonna have to go back for a second a second little dash. Well, Jeeves has has been absent. Because he hasn't had to pour anything in a while. Oh, uh, yeah. His, his, uh, his, his hands, his trusty hands, <laughs> shorted me on this. I guess it's better than over-serving, but... That's true. Mm. Well, as we sit here near near New Year's Eve, uh, Jeeves, do your job. <laughs> this has got a, a really good balanced flavor. Nothing... To one end, it is a nice mix of everything that is good with rye. It's quite excellent. The finish is kind of... uh, It's peppery, but it's kind of bright. It has like a brightness to it. Um, That's what I get more than oak, definitely, in in the finish. Yeah. You can tell it's got that new charred, uh, that new charred oak flavor at the end of it. Yeah. And it and it lingers, finishes decently long, huh? Yeah, I, I would say it. I mean, it's got some pretty good legs on the on the glass here, and the the finish definitely stays with you. It's not light, it's not heavily oily, and it's definitely not gone in a flash like some other. Uh, some other whiskeys we've had. I mean, I can see why this is a great, a great cocktail choice because 
it's not it's really not all over the map and it's not skewed one one side like it gets what you it gets kind of what you want it like i said it's not too dry it's not too oily um it has obviously a present kind of spice it has to me way more um raw grain and light oak versus a more sweeter bourbon um or summer eyes that are just super peppery or super grainy or um so this is definitely kind of like i mean i could see why this is a good cocktail a cocktail rye and honestly i mean i don't really mind sipping it right now, you know. No, this is this is pretty damn good. Just sipping neat. Um, I would probably say that I'm gonna add some water to it, see what happens to it. But I would say this is probably really good on a glass, uh, on a, uh, a cube of ice, a big, big, large ice cube. Yeah. The, the spices come out on the nose a little bit more with the water. And I can I could see why this goes really good in a uh, in a Manhattan. Yeah. That's um mm. That's pretty good. You put a splash there's of water a, in it? There's a little more oil when you add some water to it. It's got a it's got a richer, a little bit warmer mouthfeel, and some of those rye spices kind of come out. It, it's definitely got more of that rye bread grain taste to it. You know, you know when you bite into a rye bread sandwich, you kind of know rye bread when you taste it. Yeah, that's definitely got that that rye bread note, and that's why this is perfect in a cocktail because you're going to get that dilution from the ice when you're shaking it, when you're mixing it, when you're stirring it. Surprisingly good, right? Surprisingly good, surprisingly smooth for, you know, for a rye because I guess my early perception of ryes were just that they were, you know, pepper and spice bombs and mm-hmm. almost had the perception of being overproofed, um, you know, for the sake adding of overproofing. The, yeah, but, I, but well, I'm saying adding like that spicy tingle is more from the the taste and the mash build and not you know not so much from being higher alcohol alcohol content I guess that was like my early conception but this this is a pretty smooth pretty smooth ride yeah so around me this is going to run you about 25 to 30 dollars anywhere in in that range Um, I think that's pretty much the standard going rate for Rittenhouse rye I uh, I thoroughly enjoy this so I would give this one. I'm going to give this one an 87. I think it's pretty damn good for a for a what I would call absolute budget whiskey. I think so too. I think I picked up this bottle on um, the tag still on it for 28. So right there, I mean, um, 30 bucks is by no means bottom shelf. But I mean, with the stuff that we have in the speakeasy. Um, it's probably not even get. It's not getting eye level, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you can get into the fifty, yeah. sixty dollar range quickly for a rye whiskey nowadays. I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think I think the one we're tasting tasting next is almost double the price the price of this, and Midwinter's Night Dram is a hundred bucks, and Shit Jack Single Barrel is probably in the high fifty, sixty, uh, sixty range. So for the price, I mean, not only a solid taster, uh, but price good. One thing I'll say is that for some reason the bottle does not stick out on the shelf. It has got kind of a very drab looking maroon and black. I don't know. For me, the for me, the, yeah. the, the, pa- the packaging is very drab. Also, um, rise are, are synonymously green, and there's not a speck of green on this packaging. Like they missed yeah, the I, boat. They missed the boat why, on. Why do they do that? I mean, I don't, I don't get why rye whiskeys are typically in a green label, and this one is is completely, you know, it's mar- it's it's got a cool neck. Uh, the neck of the bottle has like the bottle and bond logo. Yeah, kind of uh, like the faux still screw faux cap, which stamp. is kind of cool. Yeah, faux kind of tack stamp. Mm-hmm. Look to it, but um, I don't know. But look, I I think you're right on par. I, I think an 88 um, is where is where I put this. I mean, man, I. 
I, I bought this kind of on a whim just to do this show, and I, I really I think that I'll have no problem finishing this this bottle. Um, oh yeah, and cocktails are maybe even maybe even neat. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, this is definitely one uh, that I I keep in my own collection at home only because it is my go-to cocktail mixer. Like when I make Manhattans, when I make old fashions, this is typically what I reach for. Hmm. Well, look, on that note, uh, let's compare this. I'm going to put a little cap on this one. Let's compare this to the Willet Family Reserve. Now, this one's a little more uh, fancy. Yeah, dude, I mean, Rittenhouse, that's a... For, so for me, for me to sleep, I know you, it's kind of been your go-to rye for for years uh, for cocktails. Um, but yeah, I mean, look down here. If you're grabbing a bottle of rye for a cocktail, you're grabbing Sazerac. I mean, it's kind yeah. of synonymous New Orleans in, in the South. So you're grabbing Sazerac, and I couldn't tell you when the last time I had it straight. So now I'm pretty curious to grab a bottle of Sazerac and try it next to this just to see the quality difference or just the profile taste profile difference because Sazerac is not a whiskey that you would grab to drink neat it is 100% um, at least here cocktail driven you know um, yeah so pretty, and, pretty interesting. And, again, and again Sazerac is, is something that's becoming more available up here uh, I, I've actually got a bottle at home it, it's something that maybe we'll have to try in the speakeasy on a short pour that we can that we can do because uh, it is traditionally used in cocktails, especially the Sazerac. They have a cocktail named after it. So, right, and I, I don't know if the rye was created. If the if the rye was named, I assume the rye whiskey was named post cocktail. Sazerac cocktail was created, and it, then and then and then the whiskey followed because it was named after the hotel, wasn't it? I I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's a Sazerac bar in the hotel, but. Oh, that's the cocktail. A, that's I think the, the cocktail is older than that. So the cocktail, the Sazerac cocktail, originally was cognac, um, but 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 in whatever era that was, late 1800s or whatever, they had a problem importing the cognac to America, and they started using rye whiskey in its place. Rye whiskey already existed, right uh, in Ameri- in America at that time when the cocktail was created but the early I want to say maybe it's 1860 was when it switched from for some reason rings a bell when it switched from Hmm. cognac to rye yeah it was originally Um, made with cognac interesting um yeah okay so look in a uh, little fancier note let's try the Willett Family Estate small batch rye so this one isn't as readily available this one does a more limited, and I think they even call it rare release on their bottle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it says rare release on the bottom. The difference in these bottles, by the way, is night and day. One is <laughs> one is very nondescript, very uh, low budget bottle, as you can tell. The other is definitely more elegant. It's got the Willet family coat of arms, Diu Emam Devois, which I my French. Is is mediocre at best. Um, yeah, go ahead and Google that. So it's by God and by duty. Oh, that's it. By God and by duty. So basically, they're saying you know duty, you know duty, honor, country, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but the bottling. I mean, this is a package that that screams to me. Um, first of all. When you see the Willet name on something other than that pot steel bottle, immediately you you kind of are like, what's what is this? What's going on? Because that's um, definitely what they're known for is the pot steel bourbon in that pot steel bottle. Um, especially if you see one of the freaking half gallons. I don't know. It looks like a life size pot steel almost. It, it, it it's massive. Basically is. <laughs> it's massive. Um, yeah. you, see, well, you see this. Um, once again, green all over this bottle. I mean, it's literally mm-hmm. neutral. It's literally neutral colors, and then just green um, in the coat of arms, in the foil, uh, on the back, little crest. Um, it's pretty much gold, silver, green, and a tan label. Yeah, it's, um, it's such a great, rain. such a great label too. I mean, it really is. It, it, 
if, you, if anyone's really liked heraldry, this is a perfect example of what a heraldic logo is. It's got the, you know, the coat of arms. It's got the three lions rampant, uh, their family motto. Very, very beautiful bottle. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's the type of, there's a crown, and then I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's a crow like a cra- or crane. Cra- cra- I don't know. Is that a, what kind of bird is that? Uh, this, I don't know, it looks more... My ornithology is not very good either. Yeah, I mean, no, no, neither is mine. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, packaging, pretty cool. And then I also like just the, a separate top label that just simply reads, Family Estate Bottled Small Batch Rye, aged and hand-selected white oak barrels for four years, hand-bottled at cash strength, 63% by volume, 160 proof, I mean, 126 proof. Um, super cool, super clean. Yeah, and it's in Bargetown, Kentucky, so I mean, it's the, the real deal. So so the bird on this bottle is a willet. It's Come a willet on now. bird. Come nope. on now. Nope, it's a, it's a type of sandpiper. Sandpiper. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a it's a long-billed shorebird of the Americas, uh, and the bird is actually a willet. So there you go. <laughs> that family is just full of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's taste. Let's uh, let's pour this out. And let's see what uh, what this has in store. Also, now nice. this one's a little higher. This one's what one twenty six percent. Yeah. Now also the, the a Willet, corked, nice corked. The Willet Straight Rye has a. Um, they do a cast strength release. So whatever the cast strength is at the time of the release, that's what it is. So it could range anywhere from like one oh nine. 115 to a, this one, I think, is the highest one they've ever done at 126. Yeah, this is a um, winter 07 slash 18. Yeah, 17, 18 uh, ish release, which was, yeah, um, high. Because what are they usually wow. around 110 ish? Mm hmm. That's usually it's about 110, uh, which is where they, they bottle it. The color on this one's pretty nice. Pretty. Decently dark, so I'd call it uh, orangey, orangish, darker than honey, like a rich dark honey. Yeah, I mean it's definitely to me getting to that amber, but it does have kind of an orangey, orangish glow to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, light light orange. So. So this one we know is four years old. On the nose, very grassy and very spicy. Definitely much, much more spice notes up front. Cool, and it definitely has. If you if you dig into it too too much, it is going to sting. Oh yeah, you. it's definitely got that alcohol sting in there. Bold and, atten- and intense. See, this has more classic, more classic rye. Yeah, this Smell one has the. This one has a lot of the. Uh, there's some of the dill, some of the the eucalyptus on the nose. I wonder what the mash bill is because it's gotta it's gotta have some corn in this, a, a decent amount of corn, because you still get that it brown is. sugar and caramel. It's definitely got the dill. Can't find the match bill. No. Let's see here. Let's. Match bill. Okay. Their their mash bill is. Um, yep. All right. Their mash bill is seventy four percent rye, eleven corn, and fifteen malted barley. So there is some. Hmm. There is some corn in there, and that, that gives a little bit of burnt brown sugar, a little bit of caramel note to it, but that's very much on the back end. It's mostly well, like rye and flowers and grass. And so spice. there's two different, two mash bills, actually, because 
I don't know if everyone is the same, but it's basically saying that they have two mash bills that are that they co-mingle for this batch. There's a high mash at the 74, 11 corn, 15 malted barley, and a low rye that's 51 rye, 34 corn, 15 malted barley. It says a larger percent of the high rye mash bill was used in the... Uh, okay. So then, then that's where that brown sugar comes in from that... From that low rye mash bill. It is also non-chill filtered. Well, I mean, I would hope it at 126 proof they didn't need to chill filter this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Level four char. So, yeah. This one's nice. Nice nose on this one. Yeah. Crazy enough for the company famous for pot steel, this is a column steel distilled rye, whis- rye whiskey. Is it really? Mm-hmm. 60-foot call columns. Um, oh, 60-foot call, call column first distillation and the second distillation occurring on the copper pot steel. Oh, okay, that makes that makes sense. That's why they can probably get it at a good uh, proof into the barrel to get yeah. it high, high proofed. All right, um, let's dig in. All right. Hmm. I would tell you it's surprisingly sweet on the front of my tongue. That is ridiculously smooth for one. But boy, well, as it gets to the back, though, it definitely yeah, it's, it's, it punches its way through and there's there's a medicinal thing happening on that finish. That's that eucalyptus menthol. Yeah. A little bit of like, not iodine, but like um Almost like licorice, black licorice, on that palate. It's definitely sweet. I mean, for a high rye, it's pretty sweet. It just hit me sweet on the on the front of the tongue. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back in for it. There's orange zest. Um. A lot of the spices and a lot of those rye, rye notes are prevalent after you get through the, the sweet front. <laughs> this is just, this is to me, this is a tongue, it's a tongue twister. Like the front of my tongue's great, gets to the middle, starts getting pretty, pretty intense, but I can pull out those, um, the orange and a little bit of the pepper. And as it gets to the back, it's just like, hold on. It's like a, a just a, a freight train rolling over the back of my tongue. Yeah, it's not like the same oaky, oily, peppery spice on the Rittenhouse, but this is definitely warming, more warming than the other one. I would, I would agree. The other one is uh, the Rittenhouse. The Rittenhouse was just kind of smoothing down the center this is this you can feel it's kind of a it's I mean it's definitely got the rye spices but it's kind of a nice blend of rye spice with sweet bourbon interesting on the finish it definitely I'll tell you what it doesn't burn you know, thinking about 120 proof whiskeys, it doesn't burn like Knob Creek 120 or 1792 full proof, which is 125, um, or things like the Stag Junior, which was like 127. It's not as punch you in your face as those. No, I mean it's it's definitely more subtle. Like I said, it, to me, it's 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 great until it just gets to the back of the, the back of the tongue, and that's when that kind of all comes out. And the finish, the finish is, I mean, I'm gonna say it's medium medium long because it, it hits me and it it does go away reasonably. Yeah. In a reasonable amount of time, I still can't. There's a couple more things happening on the palate that that I'm. I mean, there's def. I I feel the. I mean, I taste the orange. I taste the oak. There's a little bit of like clarified mm. butter, like butteriness to it. 
as, like as you think think about it on your palate, you move it around. Maybe it's the oil. It's like like warm butter, a little bit, like sweet butter, like sweet cream butter. And then and then all the rye spices come in after the uh, after you move it around. Definitely. I don't know if there's like I'm trying to like compare this to some of the other ryes that I've drank and, and it's not the same as as almost anything else. I'm gonna um, put some I'm gonna hit mine with some water. Yeah. It's definitely it, not spicy in a bad way, but like spicy in a good way. Oh man, those rye spices really come to the front now. Yeah. It's definitely dill and then the rye, yeah, the rye grain. Now you made a cocktail with this when we did our cocktail episodes. I'm pretty sure I just did a, fuck, I think I just did a Manhattan. Yeah, I think you did a Manhattan with this one. But I, I remember this, it stood up like, like crazy, you could still... This would be excellent yeah. in the Manhattan. It would stand up to the vermouth. It would it would bring out the nice sweetness of the sweet vermouth. Seeing that water thickened, mm-hmm. thicken that mouth fill up. It's like definitely more, definitely thicker. Definitely Ooh. got some more fruit, some dark cherry kind of. Yeah, there's there. more cherry now that comes out of it. It's like orange and cherry married together with nice spiciness to it. That is it's almost, excellent. man, a rye Manhattan. I mean, a rye... Uh, In a glass. Old fashion, a rye old-fashioned, yeah. though. I mean, with cherry, a little orange, a little sweetness on the f- tongue. This is something I would definitely, definitely use in the old-fashioned. And even if you do that, if you, if you don't make old fashions on the regular, like, you know, once a week, I would definitely go to this for an old fashioned because it would, what's the bottle? 65, 70 bucks? I, man, I want to say, and I can't remember because I think this, I literally did buy this in like the winter of 97 or early 2018. Man, I think I bought this. I want to say it's in the 60 this. range. Because I can't remember what I paid for my bottle. I actually think I bought this in September of 18. last year of 18. I want to say you you but, did buy it in September of 18 because you were telling me about it, which made me go out and get one. Well, I think I've got, I got. I know I got this on a trip that C-Madge was... I bought this in Biloxi. C-Madge was with me. And I think that first time we went to, together... Well, it had to be. The only time C-Magic was in Biloxi with me was was in September of 18. I want to um, say that's probably so, when you got it. Yeah, and I, I think I paid I think I paid $80 or close to 80 bucks for this. It, um, it can get pricey depending on where you buy it because it is, again, it is a single barrel or a uh, rare release kind of thing where they, where they don't do it that often. Yeah. Um, I'm looking yeah. up on Distiller and Flavier... And usually the, the price says three three dollar signs, which is usually about fifty to sixty dollars a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just remember it's hard to find because it's not readily available. And if you see it, don't pass it up. No, I mean this this is one that even if you're not a rye drinker or a barrel proof drinker, this is a cool one just to have in your in the stable. Um, I mean one it's very pretty packaging. Um, yes, it's something that even people that don't know what the hell they're looking at is gonna ask, "What? What is that? That looks expensive. That looks nice." Because um, it does. <laughs> it definitely. So does. Scott, what do you? Th- where you put this 126 proof? I'm gonna say almost an oddity because it's just not what you expect from Willet. No, no, it, it's not what I expected. Um, surprisingly, I really like this one. I would. I would, it's it's definitely gonna be higher than the Rittenhouse, which we just reviewed. Um, 
looking back on some of my notes, the Midwinter's Night's Dream, I think this goes higher. I think this gets a 91. Wow. I really enjoy this one. It's complex. It's layered. It, it's got a lot of depth to it. It is everything you could expect in a neat sipping whiskey that's going to make you go back to it from time to time and, and try and pick out all those flavors. It, it's got the nice high proof that can mix down to a cocktail very well. Even some of their other uh, releases at 110 proof is still going to mix down to a cocktail really nicely. And honestly, with the rye spice, the orange notes from the bourbon, and the cherry flavor that definitely came out with the, with the added water, I would say this is the perfect wi- uh, rye whiskey. For an old fashioned, you put in, uh, you, you know, you put in some uh, orange bi- orange bitters, some sweet vermouth, and some Luxardo cherries, and this is going to make a damn good old fashioned. So, I don't disagree with all those those things that you said. However, the price sticks sticks me, and then yes. just the the I do I gotta say that the super high proof. Um, the super high proof on this, for some reason, is kind of a turnoff. I like, uh, for some reason, on the bourbon, I like it, but this rye, um, I don't know. And it's crazy because I like Thomas Handy, which is similar, similar proof, but I, I, I almost feel like this is um, not as well executed as a higher proof. I feel like the Rittenhouse at at a hundred proof and twenty seven bucks is a better cocktail rye uh, than this. I mean, in, you know, making a cocktail with an eighty dollar bottle of rye um, that just kind of has an overabundance of that ethanol. So, I guess two things. One, I'm not a fucking mixologist in, in any way, <laughs> no, any way, shape, no. or form at all. So if if there was a need for a rye whiskey to shine in a cocktail, this would probably be a good choice because it has a lot of classic rye flavors. But for me, I don't. I wouldn't want that to overpower the power the cocktail. And I think that's why I think the Rittenhouse is a little bit more appealing. Because of that, it's kind of a catch twenty two. Like it does a great job, but just because it's overpowering proof wise and rye flavor wise, I put it at eighty six. Um, okay. I put it even even under the, the Rittenhouse. Not bad. Um, not a bad bottle. And I mean, honestly, if I didn't have a couple here, it was something I would probably consistently have um, just because it is solid. And it, like I said, it's cool packaging and kind of rare and kind of rare or hard to find. Um, but, man, if I'm just making cocktails on, you know, New Year's Eve, I'm, I'm making a rye cocktail, I'm going to grab the Rittenhouse. I don't disagree with you, and I think on a regular basis, the Rittenhouse is better for a cocktail. It's better to, it's better to drink on a regular basis. Is one, it's you could buy, you could probably buy two and a half bottles of Rittenhouse for one bottle of Willet, and it's something that you can make old fashions, make Manhattans with, you can make a Boulevard, Boulevardier with, and not feel like you're you're overpouring for your cocktail, like overpaying for your cocktail. Right. The Willet is one that I would make if I'm having a nice steak night and I'm going to have some great wine later and I want to start with a good cocktail. It's the one where I'm going to do a, a fashion, I'll call it a fashion forward cocktail. I'm going to dress up my cocktail with a little bit better whiskey. And that's what I would use it for. But man, both of these are excellent. I really do like this Willet neat though. And honestly, if you're going to drink one of these neat, I really, really like the Willet. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not bad. Um, just an expensive, an expensive bottle. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, not not bad. Rye, Scott Rye, Rye Muff. We drank a couple of things that um, I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have reached out on a normal basis and had um, my glass full of rye. But this month, definitely got it, got it done. Yeah, Rye Month was Rye Month was fun. We had some uh, we had some what was uh, Midwinter's Night's Dram. Uh, we did a couple of ryes from the uh, from the Advent Calendar. Those were good. Uh, stay away from Whistlepig. I'm just gonna say that. I really enjoyed these two. 
it was fun. So if you're drinking rye at the tail end of this month or whenever you drink rye, just let us let us know what you think about it. Let us know your thoughts, your your uh, tasting notes. We love seeing those posts of what you're drinking, but also what your tasting notes are because that helps to other you know that helps others who then go pick up that bottle and say okay. Let me see what that guy got. Let me see if anyone search on the on the BSEA Facebook group and see what their tasting notes were so that I can compare and, and maybe broaden my palate. Because oftentimes, tasting notes are great for you to make on your own. But it's also good to see what other people get so that, you know, someone says, well, I got banana here. And then you, all of a sudden, you go, you go smell your whiskey and you're like, oh, yeah, there is banana or banana bread in that one. I smell that. Sometimes it is kind of a... a a mind fuck, but sometimes it's a train. It definitely is a nose training tool to where someone says, "Hey, I smell banana," and you go, "Man, I, I actually can smell that. I never thought about that before. I never found that that smell." But um, it, you can pull it out of the whiskey if you know what you're kind of looking for. So, so that's a good way for you to help your fellow BSEA member is to you know when you take a dram, take a picture of the bottle, take a picture of your pour, and share your tasting notes. Share what you've got on those because it's good to go back and. And I'll admit, I've done this. I've gone back when I'm in the liquor store looking for something to drink for that weekend or looking for something to bring home because I want something new and exciting and looking through the bottles and seeing what tasting notes people get to see what, what they like and uh, what they have on it. So definitely go do that. It's over at the Facebook group. If you search in the Google bar or the, uh, the Facebook bar, uh, BSEA, you'll find us right away. I think we're probably the only BSEA thing on Facebook. I would bet. <laughs> Um, also, just just a reminder, we do have our membership drive coming up uh, in January. We've got a couple of early entries from that. Uh, so make sure you invite your friends to the page. Make sure you invite your friends to like and subscribe to the, to the podcast. Uh, we want to grow the BSEA. We want to grow this into a, a good community of, of good, fun whiskey drinkers. We've had a lot of fun with you guys over the past, what, almost two years now. Yeah, it's been crazy. And uh, so we are going to be giving away a nice prize package of some let's see we got 2018 george c stag 2019 george c stag uh thomas handy yep I think he's and a, a 17 or 18 handy and weller 12 weller 12 that's it yeah the uh the standard uh what was it, the black so, bottle yeah so two sta- two different stags two different mean? stags a handy and uh a weller yeah so sure. a good a good prize package. We're gonna we're gonna be giving away two to new members. So there'll be two brand new members. If anyone who's joined recently in December or January, uh, you'll be entered into those uh, to those prize draws. And then whoever invites the most people, the two top pro, uh, two top invitees or invitors, I should say, will be getting a uh, uh, a beautiful set of curated whiskeys, uh, some antique. And one that's definitely hard to find because I don't think I've ever seen Weller Twelve on the shelf. Yeah, it's not it's not on the shelf here either. You kind of have to know somebody to beg, borrow, and steal. Ask, yeah, ask for it. So gotta be gotta be looking for it. Gotta be the right place at the right right time. Yeah. Well, look as we wrap up Rye Month, uh, Brant, is there anything you can recommend? for someone who wants to try a rye whiskey that's not tried rye whiskey before? Um, I got to tell you, one of, one of my favorites is the Jack Daniel Single Barrel. I always go back to that, but I think that is the best in the line of the Jack Daniel Single Barrel lines, but that Jack Daniel Single Barrel rye uh, is phenomenal. Um, it's another rye that, uh, like Rittenhouse, doesn't have any green on on the label. It's got maroon on the label. So maybe <laughs> Jack Daniels and Rittenhouse are up to something with the maroon labels. But um, but I I love the Jack Daniels single barrel rye, um, which is different than the Tennessee rye, which is the regular kind of Jack Daniels shaped bottle. Um, you're looking for the single barrel rye is the one that I think is is excellent. What about, what about you? One of the ones that I really want to recommend um, that I have, I it's another Heaven Hill product, so same same as the uh, the Rittenhouse rye. It's Pikesville, and it's a rye whiskey that was once produced in Maryland. So they do a, a pretty decent um, Monongahela Prohibition style rye. There, I think they're one ten proof. It's six years old. It's 
pretty new. I think like in the last couple of years they've launched this. It's a really, really good rye whiskey to drink both neat and to make cocktails with. Um, it's it's awesome, and I would highly recommend. One of my favorite things to do with this one is pour it over a giant ice ball and let it kind of melt out a little bit and enjoy just an iced down rye whiskey. It's you know it's kind of like cool and spicy at the same time. It's really really good. Um, so that's the one I would I would highly recommend doing. If you if you see it on the shelves, don't be afraid to buy it. Yep. it and it's pretty readily available too. Unlike the pro, the one I would love to recommend, but I, I can never find, and that's. E.H. Taylor Straight Rye, which is hard to find. Yeah, and see, E.H. Taylor is the only other, from what I'm reading, the only other bottled-in-bond rye mm-hmm. on the market besides the Rittenhouse. Those are the only two is old bottled-in-bond rye. Bottle, no, no, Old Overholt's not bottled-in-bond because I think that's like 40-something percent. Mm, yeah, you'd have me on, on that. That's, that's pretty low-proof. All right, well, look, uh, Rye Method has been a lot of fun. Brant, I, I say it every time, uh, long last the whiskey and long live the adventure. So if you came here to learn. Drink what you learned. If you came in to share. Share what you drink. If you came in here a stranger. May you exit a friend. And if you came here for adventure. Drink, drink up. up. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, and hope you had a great end to 2019 and look forward to 2020. Cheers and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year.